Yeah, I'm bad with that stuff too, even, you know, centimeters and everything like that. Having to do all that in school now really? blows my mind. Having to, yeah, yeah, go from inches to, uh, you know, centimeters and stuff. Jeez, I can't even remember. Now I can't even remember the <laughs> mathematical way to do it, but they did teach us. Thankfully, we don't discuss that stuff, you know, here or here, you know. Josh, how long was the vampire's penis in that movie? In, in inches and centimeters. Go! Oh, God. Uh, uh, okay, then a divide, right? A divide. <laughs> <laughs> It's This Week in Sleaze with your hosts, King Who and Sleazy K. This podcast has been rated Category 3. No one under 18 may be permitted. And that's the dong, and let's talk some fucking! <laughs> because that's the way you open a This Week in Sleaze, tidy whitey theater. Uh... But now, in this episode, listeners, uh, we have uh, very much reason to talk actual fucking. And we'll, we'll get to that. This is This Week in Sleaze 11, Tidy Whitey Theater on Ghoul Sex Squad and Mind Fuck. And uh, <laughs> this is Sleazy K and, uh, and our, our resident, uh, our resident uh, Great Lord Joshua Regal. I guess this, you can only have one resident Great Lord Joshua Regal. <laughs> exactly. It's uh, there in the background. Yes. And uh, and uh, no complaints since uh, uh, since the very first complaint about your British accent. So uh, so ho- so hopefully uh, over a few episodes you become lovable. In that regard. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So After they initially hate me, then they'll come back and I'll yeah. be like, oh, well, he's just an idiot. So it's all. <laughs> all right. And, and you know, it's it's not akin to a dream come true covering these movies uh, ghoul sex squad and mind fucking i'm gonna set up what it what it is uh, listeners if you don't know but if we don't do it cover these movies that is and review them and discuss them no one ever will and perhaps it'll amuse someone knowing hong kong or taiwan produced on the fringe movies uh you know it's amusing to me to know that someone did these movies they channeled a popular genre that mr vampire ignited and hardcore sex yes yes tonight it's ghoul sex squad and mind fuck from director to ma wu or possibly ma wu too and we're here at the tidy whitey theater therefore and uh I guess I should just say, David Lamb, what what would the Tidy Whitey Theater look like? And I'm I'm not trying to exploit you, David. You're a great artist and all of that. But uh, I just got curious if someone could uh, put that down on paper, so to say, make some art. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, what would the Tidy Whitey Theater look like? Uh, and uh, just go to town with, uh, you know, jizz on the walls and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and uh, really, you know, make it look like it smells. A lot, and it's virtually empty. <laughs> so yes. from us, <laughs> yeah, like, like torn, uh, torn posters of the wall, uh, uh, torn Charlie Cho posters of the wall, or really crumbly Charlie Cho posters on the wall. You know, n- nothing like mint. So I don't know. It's uh, it's it's my fantasy, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, what you listen to is This Week in Sleaze on the Podcast on Fire network and the regular contact information. Uh, as before, this the website is podcastonfire.com. 
our email and we would very much appreciate uh, your feedback good and bad podcast on fire at googlemail.com you have the message forum to visit as well podcastonfire.com forward slash forum currently closed for registration due to the good old spam bots the ipad and lottery winning ticket ticket bots out there but um we have some uh, we have some solid group uh, a solid group of members that registered before and they still have access to the members only archive of uh, outtakes and exclusive contents and the cut conversations hours of stuff in there from old school puff if you will uh, it's been a long time since we did an, any members only so you can go back to the very very early episodes and here outtakes uh, um, uh, 30 second like cut stuff from the episodes so we, we were really like n- not picky but we were really aiming for to ex- extract something from each show which uh, was good but uh, then i realized that uh, it's more fun to to specifically produce sp- um, extra content and we do that with the bonus episodes on the website and the latest i went up at the time recording was the bonus episode on and review therefore of kiss of death the shaw brothers movie with law lead which is the movie her vengeance remade mm. and uh, it was interesting i didn't know beforehand about that fact so i caught it quite late in the research process for the director series episode on her vengeance that it was based on a shaw brothers movie and it was kind of fun actually uh law lead uh, he, he wasn't in a wheelchair law lead uh, a la Lam Ching in her Avengers, but yeah. still very fun. Uh, you know, it has you know the horrible rapes and all that, but it it, ha- it had such exaggerated style that it became also kind of fun, and it had kung fu as well, uh, or bashing. Uh, so it was kind of a relaxed time, not a harrowing time. Uh, not all throughout a la her Avengers. So if you haven't seen that, Josh, then uh, then then I recommend it if you want to see. The... I've seen the original uh, Lowly film, but I have seen her Vengeance, which mm-hmm. is amazing. Yeah. Was and... there VD in the original? Yes, yes, of course. There... <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's very you know it follows the beats uh, quite uh, clearly, uh, and then the revenge is kind of different. And uh, Lowly, did he have like a cane or something? Or yeah, just... exactly, exactly. Oh, okay. Still kick ass with the cane, and uh, oh, yeah. and I think her essentially every or most of her encounters with the people that she wanted revenge on ended up with her like uh, uh, cutting their penises off or just uh, destroying their penises in some way. Whoa. So it was it was harsh in in that regard, uh, but, but still quite fun. It's from the director of uh, Mighty Picking Man and. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oily Maniac, and uh, just a bunch of uh, great stuff. Uh, Ho Meng Hua, one of the veteran directors at Shaw Brothers. Uh, so that, that we recommend, and we are posting those bonus episodes on the website, uh, on the website. and uh, sometime soon, maybe we've already done it, uh, uh, when this episode comes out, we have recorded our first bonus episode on Rape by an Angel 5, the second Rape by an Angel 5. And uh, that, that would, be, of course, be uh, the Podcast on Fire Network boner episode one. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe we'll put it in the in the right order. I don't know. And uh, people will think of us as they, you know, their views of us won't change when they mm. see that we call it the boner episode. No, no. Because that, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I know those guys. That makes sense. <laughs> and uh, so that's the website. We're also on Facebook. We have a discussion 
in the on the forum has migrated too. So we have two uh, two Facebook pages. Our our regular page that you can click and like is facebook.com forward slash PUF network. And we also have the Facebook Podcast on Fire Network discussion group that you can find by searching Podcast on Fire Network in the Facebook search box and then it'll pop up. So welcome in and, uh, and have a chat with us. And follow us on Twitter and Stu's Exploits, of course, on, on the same Twitter account, uh, twitter.com forward slash Podcast on Fire. And uh, today I updated sogoodreviews.com today at the time of recording. That is with the review of Golden Ninja Warrior. And the reason I'm saying that is that's the kind of tone that the IFD trailer uh, trailer voices sometimes had. Or Golden Ninja Warrior! <laughs> and, uh, and it's kind of great. The Golden Ninja Warrior is a rare example of... They, Richard Harrison is in it, but like for 30 seconds. It's... It's a full movie from possibly Taiwan that has plenty of ninjas and stuff, and even a Western uh-huh. cast members, but cast member. But they cut like thirty seconds from the finale of Ninja Terminator into the beginning of it. Actually, mm. only credit Richard Harrison as having a special appearance, which is awfully non-exploit in terms of IFD and Richard Harrison and then it's a complete Taiwanese movie with uh, ninjas and uh, grungy brothels and whip- whipping and, 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 and great ninja techniques it's really fun it's 99% its own and uh, IFD just merely dubbed it therefore and, and it's good, good fun so uh, that one I put up today and there's also a video review of that at sleazykvideo.com so so good reviews.com for the written stuff and sleazykvideo.com for the video reviews and you can follow that stuff on twitter as well twitter.com forward slash so good reviews and you can listen to and subscribe of course to the podcast on fire network on itunes so if you like the show we would appreciate a comment and a rating and you can also stream us on stitcher and download that to your computer or uh, add it to your uh, your iphone or your android and what have you and uh, it's a free app and once you're in stitcher type in podcast on fire network and uh, you can add each individual show and also at the time of recording stitcher finally added taiwan noir to to uh, to its network so uh, it's there as well and uh, he's not here king who but uh, i always forget to plug his blog and now that he is uh, he, he puts up a blog post every now and again but he, he has some great stuff in his archive including stuff on these kind of hardcore Hong Kong and Taiwanese uh, sex movies. So, Bullets Over Chinatown uh, and uh, is his blog and uh, address is uh, URL is in the mood for guilo.blogspot.com. And uh, finally, from my side, it's of course a shelf life clothing. Brian Kirby's t shirt line and accessories line uh, with uh, movie themed artwork and uh, in general just creative and uh, great looking stuff from Brian Kirby who's also designed our intro and outro and various stuff on the Podcast on Fire network including uh, letting us use his track What's Your Style as the uh, intro and of course outro for Podcast on Fire itself the uh, the the one that starts with the old uh, Golden Harvest dum, 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 and then remixes it and injects dialogue uh, in the in the track, you know, it's a really groovy track. So Brian has been kind to us in that regard, and you should be too to him. Shelflifeclothing.com. And uh, you, Joshua, 
you have you have a you have your two sites that you contribute to. So what's going on right now? Right now, not a whole lot. <laughs> I've locked the doors uh, and no one is getting in because it's the cool sex squad and mind fuck time. It's all about the porn. It's all about. <laughs> Isn't it always about the porn though on Varied <laughs> Celluloid? Yeah. Exactly, uh, Varied Celluloid. Just working on a couple of reviews. Uh, still doing um, some spaghetti westerns here and there, and then V Cinema uh, gearing up for our next episode. I can't re- remember right off the top of my head what we're doing, but. Should be a hoot nanny. Have you um, any any favorites that you have watched and uh, written about in terms of the spaghetti westerns? Uh, recently, I've been doing a, I'm doing a review right now for uh, Django: Prepare a Coffin, and uh, it's like an unofficial sequel to the Django film series or what have you. Is, and, uh, uh, is it Franco Nero still? No, no, Franco. He only uh, starred in two movies. He did the original Django, and then he did. Uh, Django Strikes Again mm-hmm. in like 1980 something. Oh, really? But uh, yeah, so they're like 20 years apart. And uh, but yeah, there were all these other films with Django in the title. You know, Django and Sartana team up and stuff, mm-hmm. whatever. But uh, yeah, Django Prepare Coffins one that's kind of it's known by some as being an official sequel or a prequel kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I can understand that while watching it, but really the only person that I saw that was involved was like one of the writers who contributed to the original Django, mm-hmm. but that's about it as far as, like, uh, people involved. Sergio Corbucci wasn't involved. Franco Nero wasn't, so... But it is quite interesting. You know, you kind of get to see like, uh, a different side of the character of Django, as he's played by Terrence Hill in that film. Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah, so in a non-comedic role, so it's it's quite good. Yeah, it's also I, I I never really read up on 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 the Django like timeline if the but, mm-hmm. but it seems simple. But I remember seeing uh, it, it was the uh, the German retitle of uh, Lucio Fulci's Massacre Time, which I think mm-hmm. is a Franco Nero film. They retitled that to Django something in Germany, so <laughs> so they extended. You know, they had Franco Nero, oh. therefore you you do that. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So many Django and Sartana and Ringo and like all these different uh, spaghetti western heroes who were, you know, just given dozens of movies without the involvement of any of the original creators. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I have. Uh, I don't know if Brian Kirby again on Shelf Life Clothing put this on a T-shirt, but he did a poster of a fake Django movie, uh, an uh. Italian poster that I have. And I'm looking at right now, so it's uh, the Italian title. I'm assuming it's Italian. It's Django contra Dracula. So it's Django <laughs> versus Dracula. Django with a big ass Gatling gun and Dracula, and uh, he even renamed Franco Nero to Bud Franco <laughs> on it. And uh, the directing credit reads, uh, you know, Regia di Briani Kirbucci. Brian Kirby, Briano Kirbucci. <laughs> It's absolutely amazing. Great stuff. Great stuff. Sounds good. Looking forward to that. And uh, we are sitting down comfortable. I don't know if the tidy wider theater is comfortable necessarily, but uh, we, we are sitting down. Maybe there's huge holes in the seats. and uh, yeah, not... Springs poking in the... Uh, it's yeah. yeah. Which all adds to this pleasant experience, of course. <laughs> not being really comfortable, but you got to get used to something poking in the ass. Essentially. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> If you want to watch uh, this, then you, you know what you're in for. And these two movies, they're not movies in need of restoration or 
or in reality an actual spotlight. But uh, as these podcasts usually start out as a present to me, I mean, I'm a great fan of it. (laughs) I'd like to hear and probably always wanted to hear deep in my subconscious this was a desire. A mix on a podcast of reviewing, lots of fun, laughter, discussing badly made up hoppy vampires, you know, Gung Seas, hairy genitalia, you know, all done on a minute budget. That's what I subconsciously always wanted. And it's coming it's coming through right now. <laughs> yes, this is the dream. Yes. And we are, you know, avoiding kind of like our you know, deviating rather from our agenda because these two movies, since they are they are hardcore porn movies, they are not category three movies. As hardcore sex wasn't allowed in category three, so uh, God help us. Uh, but uh, you're all going to hell with me for watching uh, and or rather listening to uh, us talking of this mix of necrophilia, hopping vampires, and black magic. But uh, it will be a great mix to talk of at least uh, based on that. You know, necrophilia, hopping vampires, and black magic. You know. As a movie title, right there, you know. Yeah, hairy genitals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hairy genitals. And uh, we can't co- fully confirm the following, but you can look at this as a this week in Sleaze director series because, according to IMDb, and the reason I'm saying IMDb is that there's no entries for this, these movies on the Hong Kong Movie Database. Uh, so IMDb lists only two movies by this director: Tu Ma Wu or Wu Tu Ma. So. You know, he only made these two movies, and what 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 a pair of movies! You know, fuck yeah! <laughs> it's easy to cover them, and they are it's a kind legacy. Of, it's a legacy and a standout, and uh, I know it sounds like we're now building up to the fact that these movies must be awesome. They kind of are not, but <laughs> you know, it 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 has novelty value. Discussing uh, watching them and discussing them, it has some kind of value, novelty value, if you will. But before we do, uh, there's a little to be talked of in terms of hardcore Hong Kong and Taiwanese movies, you know, especially when they incorporate the genre elements at the same time or or, or were movies, you know, they were. You know, I'm not talking necessarily movies that were just regular porn movies uh, shot on video. I mean, they were kind of put out there in the market, it seemed. And one example is the. Uh, Mouton uh, Fei, Julie Lee directed Trilogy of Lust. Uh, Mouton Fei is, is the director of uh, Men Behind the Sun, Lost Souls. Uh, TF Mao is usually uh, uh, usually the AK for him. Uh, he co-directed that with Julie Lee, and it was originally shot as a hardcore sex movie, and it starred Julie Lee, which, uh, for reference sake, is the woman who has uh, chopsticks shoved up her vagina in the Untold Story by Anthony Wong. Uh, so she was in regular movies as well, you know. Uh, so it was, it, it's not a far trek from the actual industry, these uh, movies, if you will. So when cut down for Category 3 rated cinema release or video release, uh, Trilogy of Lust, that is, much had to be taken out, you know, even the simulated fisting towards the end, which is an emotional oh. scene. No. Uh, don't ask. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> I'll tell when it's time, but not now. <laughs> And what was left in Trilogy of Lust was uh, often slowed down artificially, you know, the, the, the sex that was there that they could show. And they probably edited it differently, maybe repeated shots, because I think when they took all of that out, the hardcore stuff, I don't think it was feature length anymore. Uh, probably right about an hour, and uh, it's a 90-minute movie, I think. So uh, 
so it, you know it wanted a place in the market uh, a market the marketplace uh, trilogy of last but uh, as as rated uh, as rated by teller you know the category three rating it uh, couldn't have any hardcore any hardcore fucking so uh, there you go and um and i own uh, both cuts of it so whenever we reach that we can uh, we can look that uh, look at both for comparison's sake to see a little uh, oh, that's the cheap way they uh, employed to elongate the movie and you know, slowing down artif- slowing down the scenes artificially and what have you and uh, as a movie it's you know it's not as bad as these movies or anything but it's not you know a hidden gem or anything like that so. but it does have fisting at the end simulated fisting simulated fisting but still it has it and uh they are crying not for those reasons because it's an it's a wedding scene <laughs> towards so the end. Yeah, yeah so much wrong about that uh anyway uh, king who our, our great old uh, great old king who uh, our prior prior host and hopefully future host on this show has documented on his blog his impressions of uh, similar on the fringe project uh, such as mine fuck he wrote about that but also something called impetus fire I don't even know what that means. If it's a naughty title, you know, literally, what does it mean, Josh? I don't know what it means. Impetus fire. I have no idea. Uh... <laughs> it sounds vaguely naughty, which is good, good, good enough for me, you know. Uh, but uh, that sounds sad. But he uh, he recommended us or steered us towards that and another movie called Blood of an Indian Fetish Cult. And uh, they are great titles, and you can see links to his XXX blog po- post, if you will, in the show post. And uh, and uh, we we perhaps will look at uh, those movies, but uh, maybe not on the show, because I don't think they're subbed, which is... Uh, I, that means I'm not in a hurry to go to Impetus Wire and Blood of an Indian Fetish Cult. I, I still want some kind of context. If... Yeah. Uh, but um, anyway, uh, back to the trilogy of last a little bit. It's been released uh, English dubbed, uh, uncut. But uh, most people have probably seen, uh, aside from uh, if they picked up a VCD or laser disc of it, uh, they have probably seen the German dubbed uh, hardcore version. And uh, so that I'm hoping a friend of mine will actually dub uh, because he does custom DVDs uh, that he will dub um, over the uh, German version. So, so we can enjoy it English dubbed, which is uh, mm. kind of a, a fun thing that they dubbed the whole movie rather than uh, exported the uh, the softcore edit, if you will. So, um, I also bought like last year a, a movie based on a title only, "Lust of Scholar Tang," <laughs> a, a laserdisc of it, and. Uh, watching it, I have my slight fears about it actually being a hardcore movie originally. It seemed cut and on the explicit side really um you know i just had had a gut feeling not that i need to explore it as such you know either it isn't or it isn't but it it seemed um it seemed that there there might have been a shot or five every now and again that they cut out you know if you watch ghoul sex squad and mindfuck it's not like it's wall to wall balls if you will (laughs) (laughs) you know there's a shot every now and again in it so so i think that theory holds uh water water somewhat that the lust of scholar tang was uh, a hardcore movie originally shot on film and uh, it's a costume erotica and uh nothing special but i did a full review of it despite so you, you can see that in the links as well but uh again the movies for tonight on on the notion of subtitles and all that they were at one point 
for presumably a Western video release uh, subtitled. They have new subtitles, and not fan subs, it's on, on the VHS part. They have new subs over the large Chinese-only subtitles on the original version. And um, the movie is actually also dubbed in Mandarin, which is possibly supporting the fact that it's a Mandarin, uh, sorry, Taiwanese movie in origin. But the dub is also incredibly bad. It's not like you can, ah, they're speaking Mandarin. Under there, it's just a, a, a free-for-all dub, really, <laughs> you know. Uh, so you wonder what, where those releases came from uh, for for Ghoul Sex Squad and Mindfuck. I mean, it must have been officially released somewhere, and someone went to the lengths of translating them. That That's just insane to me. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> so, some grungy <laughs> video company some at some point saw, saw, saw at least one of the titles and maybe Mindfuck first and then saw the director's made another one can we buy that yes again granted both movies have you know great names but it is kind of like uh, perplexing that someone just saw these movies and saw dollar signs or enough dollar signs that they you know figured oh I'm gonna get this subtitled and you know, oh yeah, people are going to be just buying up Ghoul Sex Squad. And uh, I highly doubt they probably made their money back on that investment. But Sometimes hey. you have to chase the whimsies. And, uh, <laughs> yes. This was one uh, by someone. I believe in Ghoul Sex Squad. <laughs> this is such a good movie. Everyone's going to love it. Or maybe not. And no, I don't think no one ever did. And we certainly <laughs> aren't in love with it. But we're giving it its biggest spotlight ever. So, uh, so strap in. <laughs> We're joining up with the Ghoul Sex Squad next. Welcome back, and uh, it's time to review and discuss tonight's movie. Tonight's movie is Ghoul Sex Squad, a hardcore sex movie from 1991. <laughs> Sitting here to discuss it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, there was a lot of fucking in this movie. <laughs> awesome! <laughs> Imagine if they kind of professors who were bored of their job, like... <laughs> and got to see this, and they just came flying right out of their shell. You know? <laughs> Finally, some fucking. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, from 1991, uh, as listed on uh, IMDb, you might want to take that with a grain of salt. It can be. Uh, f- I'm not saying it's you know way back in the 80s or anything. It's between 1985 and 1991, obviously. But I I would guess like 88 to 91 to be very fair. But it's hard to tell. I mean, it's a 10th generation VHS <laughs> print. Yeah. It's not good. And it, the movie doesn't look like a 90s movie for sure. You know, even down to the costumes and everything like that. But when you're doing it on such a low budget, there's really no telling. You know. Mm. Oh yeah, I agree. So uh, well, uh, it's not like uh, this uh, review hinges on the fact that we that, that it needs to be. If it's in the 90s, then we have a different context to bring, oh, oh and if it's God. in the 80s, we have a different. You know, it's not. 
it's not that. Uh, so that's what we're doing. And it, the plot that I took from some torrent site uh, where this is available. Again, no official uh, in-print release of this. As far as I know, I didn't search, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't type it in on Amazon to see if there was some used seller, you know, uh, trying to sell it for like, like 50 bucks or anything, you know. But you never know. You never know. Uh, the plot, anyway. A traveler removes the spells from the heads of five hopping vampires slash zombies. The creatures go on a rampage of sexual escapades. And, and this is what I added. Or sexcapades, if you will. <laughs> and that's where it is. Very, uh, very, uh, very wafer thin. And uh, before I let you say your initial opinion, I, I want to repeat some info that we talked about in the very first vampire season when we talked about what these travelers are that transport corpses uh, during night, you know, and ringing a little mm-hmm. bell and having the vampires hop after them. Uh, it, you know, you know, th- there were stories of these hopping vampires, you know, uh, uh, you know, rumors, myths, and stories about what goes on uh, goes on at night. And a supposed source of these Gungsi stories came from a folk practice where traveling companions or family members who could not afford the wagons or had very little money would hire Taoist priests to transport corpses of their friends or family members who died far away from home uh, and they would transport them over long distances by teaching them to hop on their own feet due to rigor mortis having set in which kind of makes sense um and they, they would therefore hop back to their hometown for proper burial, if you will. And mm. uh, Taoist priest would, uh, priests would transport the corpses only at night and would ring bells to notify other pedestrians uh, of their presence because it was considered bad luck for a living person to set eyes upon a Gungsi. So imagine Anthony Chan's character from um, Mr. Vampire Saga 4. And the exploits of him, but made for porn purposes, and that's that's what Ghoul Sex War Squad is to uh, to quite a large degree. Yes. Um, it and, and and my brief opinion first, therefore, Ghoul Sex Squad is one of those experiences that you, and, and I alluded to this earlier, uh, you, it's one of those experiences that you want for the novelty value, even though it doesn't offer quality despite being short uh, but, but in reality it's, it's a crap movie you know it's thin on plot action and sexiness you know it right. this is grungy stuff you know which mm-hmm. i mean it, it it's not automatically a bad thing necessarily as a concept you know a grungy gritty but you know it, it will be more fun discussing it rather than watching the 70 minute uh, <laughs> movie all over again uh, but but that still i don't hate it so yeah. So, so I mean, yeah, uh, I want your brief opinions, but I also want you to kind of work in what what you think of that angle that I'm coming at it with. That that, that it's in my head, it's fun to have had the experience just to talk about it, even even though you don't talk to a lot of people about it. You know, Absolutely. it it, it, it kind of gives me kicks. I, I I find it pleasurable in that way. Yeah, there there are some movies that. Uh you just like to have on your shelf or have in your like uh, cinematic library of knowledge not, not for bragging purposes kinda... though we're not talking <laughs> bragging purposes or anything but no the... no but there are those movies that you just like to mention to people kind of sometimes for laughs yeah. you know like for me there's this movie uh this is going to be this is offensive now but the name of the movie is uh, gay niggers from outer space oh, fuck 
me. <laughs> there's that like that type of movie where you just like to you know you don't want to say that title out loud too much, but you want you know it's it's nice knowing that something like this exists and having seen it. And even yeah. though that movie too is also total garbage, mm-hmm. the title alone and what they do in the movie, the things that they do, are enough to sit there and say, hey, you know what? There's this movie with this title, and there's these black dudes who dump semen on top of their heads and stuff like that. <laughs> it's You like to be able to mention that because it is funny. You know, it kind of, it is, yeah. it's, it's, like you said, it's almost more entertaining to talk about the movies than actually sit down to watch them because, uh, you know, GNFOS or whatever. <laughs> yeah. That is, uh, it's like 45 minutes or something. It's like a short movie from like 1992 made by like some Danish director shot in black and white. You can barely understand the audio because it sounds like they shot it with like uh, a cassette recorder or something like that on set. So everybody's <laughs> shouting in order to be heard. And it's awful. It's a terrible movie. Uh, you know, I wouldn't recommend it. But it does it is so over the top and like like i'm gonna now i'm sitting here talking about this stupid movie but there are things in it that like there's a guy and they're like trying to get the brown ring or something like that like uh and then at the end yeah there's a big ceremony where he takes a bucket of white junk and pours it on dude's head and it's semen Uh, this sort of stuff you like to be able to mention and Cool Sex Squad. God, the name alone is enough to sit there and entice an audience, you know. Mm. And and you know, you sit there and you bring it up to your friends. They're talking about weird movies. Well, you've got Ghoul Sex Squad in the bag now. You can say, well, yeah. Well, how about this movie where this guy, you know, uses his penis to sit there and absorb smoke off of a chick, you know? Yeah. Or uh, yeah. <laughs> like we'll get into these things. But yeah, there's some really weird things going on in this flick. And then the name alone kind of. It's like the A-team of porn or something with ghosts, <laughs> ghoul sex squad. It's ridiculous. But having said that, in terms but of your actual said. opinion of the movie... My actual opinion of the movie is that it's garbage. It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty rough. Uh, I mean, it's not the worst thing in the world. It's actually, to be honest, it's surprisingly... Um, it looks like a real movie, you know. Like the, the, the only thing I couldn't—I I think it's shot on film, and but mm-hmm. I'm not. Sometimes I wasn't too sure because they, again, it's copied at least five, six, seven times. Right. And right. Uh, but but it does seem like it was shot on at least film, and therefore it's a real film, so to say. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> My, uh, uh, Mindfuck seems like a real film as well, you know. Well, yeah, there there are real sets in these movies. The costumes look nice. You know, the wigs are good. Yeah, I mean, it looks like a legitimate, uh, you know, Taiwanese film or something from the uh, late 80s. That, you know, or if, uh, I'm not going to say it looks like 80s. I mean, it really looks like, ugh, you know, it, it's hard to imagine police story, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> predating these films and stuff, you know. so it, Or Project A, you know. But it does look like an older movie than what they say. It doesn't look like a 1991 film. But. It very well could be because of the lack of budget, but it does look like something you find in the mid to late 80s, I guess, on the lower mm. budget side of things. And it could have, had, have appeared as early as the mid-80s, because despite no Category 3 rating since then, we all know that Hong Kong did erotic movies, if you will. It was not like that came into play with the Category 3 rating. You know, It dates back all the way back to the 60s and Shaw Brothers and all of that, obviously more 
you know actual movies more classic stuff not hardcore stuff so yeah. so it's not um you know it's not inconceivable or anything but on on, on the notion of budget you know and and, and you're right it, it later on anyway the, co- the costumes and all of that is actual real ones they look okay but the opening of the movie doesn't oh. sig- signal anything yeah. that is okay you know it seems <laughs> like uh, and we are going to get into the subject of uh, both fucking and padding okay uh, but but uh, the first is padding and uh, how you elongate certain stuff you know oh. in the beginning the, it seems like okay can you only afford one hopping vampire because the shot is extremely long of the soul hopping vampire oh there you are there were a few more <laughs> you know, yeah. you know c- cut to his his group that uh, he doesn't transport at night necessarily this uh, <laughs> this uh, priest uh, this traveler uh, and 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 one of the vampires talk did you see that the female What's vampire that? she talked <laughs> well did she actually speak any words i mean they subtitled it she said a I- word I've never seen that. It's normally. <laughs> I did know that. Uh, well, I'll let you keep going. I'm not gonna spoil it. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, therefore, that shows wacky promise. You know, they're, they're right. gonna talk. But then you have endless walking shots that seem like this is where the credits are supposed to be. But there are no credits uh, at all on on the movie. Mindfuck actually has you know um, credits, actual credits, so we can confirm the English. Uh, title of the movie otherwise mindfuck seemed like i'm just gonna make up something <laughs> i think this <laughs> is a mindfuck let's call it mindfuck but uh, this uh, so so on that assumption I'm, I'm going with the fact that this is probably called ghoul sex squad and uh, and possibly our version is just missing that stuff because it cuts right into the movie uh, yeah. but uh, there's endless walking shots as i said and uh, and, uh, and and again you're looking at it, it is this grungy film a video? I can't tell anymore on tenth generation VHS, right. and uh, and but 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 I can't let go of that, and 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 I still have fun kind of looking at p- putting myself in the head of the production really because they again it's a minute budget here, and uh, okay they've made up the Gungsies as you know you recognize them with their pale faces and their robes and all of that their dynasty robes, but uh, they. Uh, there's a scene where they are asked to wash and he actually d- disrobes both the male vampires mm-hmm. and the female vampire um, or, or rather I, I don't think he disrobes her uh, yet. No, um, not yet but they, they don't have pale makeup on their fucking bodies <laughs> <laughs> no yeah they have wicked tan lines exactly. crazy. I mean Jesus Christ Come on, man. <laughs> I don't spot continuity errors or logical flaws, but come on, man. You know what I mean, they're, they're so distinctly pale up there that at least try and, you, you know, that robe doesn't, you know, prevent uh, decomposition. It's not like <laughs> it's a say. movie logic of that kind. Yeah, I was about to say, it's not like they're white because they got sprayed with paint or something like that, or they're not supposed to be. At least it's supposed to be they're white because they're dead. Yeah. You know, it's their whole body's dead. And, uh, and and there's hopping, you know, in slow slow motion, and, and further hopping in slow motion. Uh, I think throughout the movie and all that. And, and you come to the conclusion that, my God, it's not the fucking that is the padding; it's the hopping. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> Could you, right there. What? Because the hardcore sex is not extensive as such. You know, it's <clears throat> much more compare uh, in comparison, in mind fuck, but. Come on, it, this is seventy minutes. I love a seventy-minute endeavor, but this is going. This is going slow. 
but, yeah. But, uh, you know, then you cut into one of the legendary scenes of the movie, obviously. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and I mean, this traveler, this Taoist priest, he seems like a professional, a working professional. He does his thing. Cut to, oh my god, he's fucking the vampires as well. <laughs> Cut to a night scene at the, you know, fire lit and all of that. He's fucking the female vampire. It was his first time, though. He said he'd never had sex with a uh, 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 No, 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 no. What? No, no. This is oh. what he said. This is the most interesting part. He said, I haven't fucked a female ghost yet. He fucked <laughs> a male ghost as well. Oh god, I didn't even realize it. Jeez. <laughs> Oh my god, what's he doing? And obviously it's... This guy gets around. I mean, I, I, I can talk lots about that scene, so I'll let you share whatever you like to share about uh, this uh, not sexy scene, but sex scene. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's where the movie takes... It's really the only really uncomfortable turn mm-hmm. where you're, you're sitting there watching it. Yeah, he sneaks off with this female uh, hopping vampire lays her down in a tent and what's creepy about the scene is that logically it doesn't really make sense compared to the rest of the movie or whatever because like basically it's like a real sex scene with a real cadaver mm-hmm. the girl lays on yep. her back and she just plays dead while this dude humps her and it's one of the uh one of the sex scenes where we actually see you know, genitalia and the faces of the actors at the same time. Like yeah, a lot of yeah. times. Yeah, it's a good point. It's not an insert from somewhere right. else. Yeah, that, and that, that's another thing about a lot of sex scenes. The, some of them could have very well just been softcore scenes, and mm. then later on, you know, hardcore shots were inserted. Inserted. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, but this scene showed, you know, everything. It even, it's one of the you if only out of the two movies that actually had the uh what's the word the money shot i should say mm-hmm. <laughs> to be fair but uh yeah so it, it's really messed up like you're watching it and the girl she kind of makes some noises it kind of sounds like she's maybe doing a <laughs> type of thing <laughs> during the act and uh i swear it looked like she was maybe drooling a little bit too <laughs> so, I, I'm kind of shaking my head now because yes. and smiling at the same time. This is, I, I mean, I mean, the question of physics comes in here, you know. Right. And I guess the message of the movie here, you know, if you want to go really deep about it, is that that and and I'm going to be very frank with my uh, my dialogue here is that cock warms up the dead female body body to the point where it starts functioning again. Apparently, <laughs> wow. The, I mean, I, I, I mean, she starts gradually start moaning and everything, and that I don't know what it means really, but it, th- that's what I'm seeing. Like, because it wouldn't be, you know, if you know a thing or two about the human bodies, it's not comfortable when the bodies are not warmed up. Let's say, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and they, this, and clearly they are portraying that there's no problem with her being dead because she warms up. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> She's warm. Let's just say that. Uh, but but he he actually hasn't uh, the yellow paper on top of her forehead or anything, uh, so she's you know she's um, she's not restrained in that way like in these movies where uh, vampires if they remove the yellow paper they you know hop about and all that. And perhaps if she had the yellow paper on her, then all of the effects 
yeah. of her body wouldn't even have happened. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying. I'm trying to yeah. put my... And it's, like, in retrospect, looking back on it, the whole thing doesn't really make a whole lot of sense in the fact that, like, later on in the film, we see the men kind of, like, when they get, you know, freed and they get to go out on the town and have intercourse or whatever, they're, like, into it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They're making faces. <laughs> you know, they're making all these stupid faces and everything like that. They're totally into it. But then you go to the female or whatever, and she's just... She's like a real corpse, like just, uh, you know, mm. the only thing she does, like I said, is like moan with her mouth closed. Yeah. And that's about the extent of it. So it's like it introduces you to this one logic at the start of the film. You're like, oh, well, the ghosts are all going to have sex, but they're going to be like stoned out of their mind or something. You know, yeah. I mean, they're not going to be able to interact. Basically, it's going to be humans taking advantage of them or what have you. But then, like, later on in the movie, it completely and utterly just destroys that, and you don't know what's going on anymore. Yeah, uh, exactly. And and, uh, what, and and this is not hardcore sexy either. Again, it's, uh, you know, it, it's not shot in a flattering way at all. I mean, uh, it's, it's uh, it, I guess it's honest and real to a point, you know, that uh, show, showing that, uh, you know, they didn't trim or anything before shooting this you know it's hairy genitalia all over the place but still it's it, it it's not sexy <laughs> <laughs> not at all so i mean there's an art in shooting something in a sexy way of course but uh, this was kind of you know quick in and out necrophilia you know no romance at all for this character right. or for the body that's basically you know what it is you start that's what makes it kind of feel uncomfortable it's like wow this is kind of feels like i'm watching porn for necrophiliacs you know yeah that's but. what it is. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, as the movie moves on, there's a there's a storyteller in the inn. The, the not the dragon inn, or maybe it's a dragon inn, but uh, not kind of dragon inn, uh, cool dragon inn. But uh, there's a storyteller there talking about uh, you know ghosts and uh, that they're evil. You know, that's a simple setup here. But the, the storyteller isn't selling that prospect as something exciting <laughs> either mm-hmm. so neither does the filmmaker so the the despite the, this all being a telltale sign of plotting here that shit's gonna hit the fan and all of that and uh in between the like three four at max living slash living living slash living dead scenes or fucking you know the, the, the yeah. structure is gonna be that it, it, it's not like it seems like we're gonna get a, a gear here uh, you know that it's gonna gear up or anything it's uh mm-hmm. It, it, it's pretty what's the word just uh, yeah it's dull really i mean uh, yeah. the and you you may, i i kind of like first time when i watched this uh, way back when this is the uh, second for my for my sins that uh, okay at some point it's gonna be an epic vampire attack and slaughter amidst all the sex and that never happens of course because the the, the production has no chops to provide any epic vampire attacks no. or anything like that um but, but but having said that, like the one scene I like on that note, you know, the vampire action, if you will, is that you know the comedic dope that removes the the yellow papers, the charms from uh, yeah from yeah, uh, you yeah. know and uh, and dances around and being and and uh, is ignorant and silly. You know, obviously yes. that guy is bitten, and they actually do a a rare thing for these movies, for these hoppy vampire movies. And, he gets uh, bitten, and it's akin to a zombie attack. Finally, a, a, an image of 
the you know vampires just going to town not with makeup effects but you know just consuming him just being yeah. all over him and, and that's the soul kind of that's I, I like i would have liked them to do that more in these yeah. movies yeah they like gather around him and it looks like something out of a romero movie mm-hmm. taking chunks out of him but there's no gore unfortunately ah, exactly so and, and, and that that kind of chilling aspect you know gets uh, gets nullified if you will because then afterwards he despite being newly infected he yeah. hops around just like they do, yep. suggesting that his rigor mortis was fast as hell. And I, I, I don't know much about the human body, but I think it would take more than just five you know, seconds. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. So, uh, but but whatever you 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 uh, you let that go. So that's uh, my notes for the for the moment. I, I don't know what you wanna lead with next. Uh, Anything specifically you wanna mention? But I mean. Really, to me, there's the the movie just offers vague like moments of just kind of uh, bizarre greatness, and that's kind of what the whole thing is about. You know, the sex scenes basically are they're not erotic, so there's you're not gonna get a boner while watching this. <laughs> just a fair warning. And then in between that, you get a lot of scenes of uh. Some of it's poorly subtitled, so you really, you know, you it's easy to lose track of who's talking and what's going on. So, you, you know, it's kind of hard to understand certain things, but the story kind of progresses at a snail's pace. And uh, But then you get something like the unleashing of the vampires and their sex scenes, which most of them kind of aren't that great, but there are a couple that are pretty entertaining. <laughs> yeah, the, and especially you posted a picture that one uh, vampire on Facebook on the Facebook group. Join the POF Network Facebook group, by the way. Good man. And uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's kind of this guy's. He has an awesome face. I'll give it to him. Like in his uh, O face. Awesome uh, fake teeth as well. Oh yeah, there's <laughs> they're like so much worse than even like the vampire teeth I had when I was eight years old for <laughs> Halloween. It's like even worse than that. But he he puts on some great faces during his sex scene and basically he's you know, a dead vampire, hops up to this woman, you know, pulls his uh, snake out of his trousers, puts it in the woman's face and wakes her up <laughs> and she wakes up and is like this is okay. not suggested, people. He puts his fucking cock in it, in her face, her you know, face. for real, you know. Morning, morning like, honey. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, she's like, oh, you're dead. But okay, let's do this. He, he actually did. She shuts. really react. I mean, I thought like she like was. A half she looked up and was like, oh, and then like, <laughs> this is bad, people. But this is what happens. Then he takes his uh, snake. <laughs> and shoves it in her mouth, yep. and basically, yeah, that's it. From there on out, it's all you know, consensual sex. And uh, this scene culminates in one of the most puzzling moments of the film that I didn't really find to be explained. Did you? Uh, no, but it was certainly noticeable. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, instead of you know your run of the mill you know uh, money shot at the end of it. The uh, gentleman stands up, and of course his face is contorting as it has been throughout the entire sex scene. But as he starts to contort his face, we see shots of his Johnson 
and we see, you know, it's just kind of an eerie shot, and we see smoke start coming. Well, the smoke comes from what we understand off of the girl Mm -hmm. that he's just had sex with who's lying down thriving in ecstasy or what have you. And uh, the smoke comes off of her and then is absorbed into his penis. Yes. And he just makes like, oh, yeah, faces or what have you. And, uh, yeah, that's basically the end of the scene. And and thus he kills her, I guess. You never see her again, I think. Right. She kind of, like, at the end of the scene, kind of acted like maybe she was hurt by it or dying, like you said. But... (laughs) Yeah, no, there's no, no biggie. No biggie. Yeah. <laughs> there's no conclusion. We have no idea why that happened, what that meant, or anything. I don't know if they just were like, man, wouldn't it be, you know, we've got the smoke thing here. Maybe what, what if we'd reverse the shot by sitting there? Yeah, I don't know. It's the no sole idea. effect of the movie. The sole, yeah. sole usage of an effects department, if you will, in the movie. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, somebody had, like, a straw, probably, and a smoke machine, and sat there and lined it on the side of this dude's Johnson, and puffed out smoke, and then shot it in reverse. (laughs) I love the way he climbs into bed, because he's supposedly stiff, so he kind of of dances the robot into bed. (laughs) (laughs) I love that, you know, he's like, "Eh, eh, eh." (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't really really hinder him at all in any other way, you know, there's no rigor mortis stopping him from his power yeah, thrust. No but... blue penis or pale penis either. You know, it's, it's alive and well. No makeup down there. <laughs> uh, yeah, we jump back and forth in the movie, but uh, screw that. I, I, I want to mention some other minor things. That is, uh, you know, <laughs> d- during one, I think it's the second sex scene, uh, or one of them, uh, the um, the camera pans over, you know, scattered clothes and moans mm-hmm. and really seems to have trouble finding the action. You know, <laughs> Come on, cameraman! Find them! Find them! There they are. <laughs> yeah. Um, and 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 it's a point actually that you brought up that this movie could have probably be cut down a little bit and could could have been rated category three because we we have se- several of the scenes do look softcore for a while, and uh, and and their strategic angles and shot compositions done for that purpose. It seems you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the same with Mindfuck uh, yeah. uh, later. So, but um, still, it wouldn't have meant it would have meant that I guess five, six, seven minutes out of the movie are really short ones. I don't know if if they ever contemplated it. Maybe it was just it's not long, long enough. <laughs> so, in the, in the combination of both movies, there's probably only like three, maybe four sex scenes where you actually see, hmm. you know. Uh, penetration while someone's face is on screen yeah you know otherwise it's everything's kind of blocked and shot the same way mm-hmm. as you would shoot a, a softcore scene yeah. you know it's looks like potentially fake humping and you've got like the woman's face will be you know they'll be dog, doing doggy style but you'll be looking at the woman's face mm-hmm. instead of looking at the side angle or anything like that and there are a couple of times where it's like doggy style and someone's doing the side angle but the gentleman's, you know, move thrusting with the woman's movement, so you don't actually see anything between. No, there's no, you know, egg, there's no space between her mm-hmm. butt cheeks and his legs. Yeah. So you, you have no way to see any kind of, you know. But 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 during the the during the scene where we right. see the traveler uh, who is kind of off the romance, it seems he actually. Uh, 
uh, kind of consummates a marriage, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, of a, uh, he goes off the living one of the violating, uh, violating uh, the dead, which is, which is nice, kind yeah. of. <laughs> you know, at, at least this scene that leads up to like the way too long oral sex scene, which is yeah. good, good in intent. You know, <laughs> it, 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 there's an attempt at warmth and care between lovers, and he's a giver mm. after all. But no. he's a giver for a long fucking time, <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's a good man, but not good for cinema and flow. You know, it's you, you're kind of a, you, you're tapping your feet, kind of. Let's go, right. come on. Come on. Nice <laughs> you know, for you, not nice for us. <laughs> it, it's such the reverse of like what modern porn is. Like modern porno movies are like three hours long, four <laughs> hours long. You know what I'm saying? And it's like because you've got like 20 minute sex scenes, yeah. you know, 20 and 30 minute sex scenes and what have you, and then you got like a minute and a half worth of plot setting up the next sex scene. Well, we're here in this movie. You've got you do have longer sex scenes. You know, some of these sex scenes are like four or five minutes long, but then you've got they only seem to happen like fifteen twenty minutes apart. You know, yeah. you have to wait through a whole bunch of stuff to finally get to the next sex scene, and it, which is kind of sad that you've got so much plot being well, not really a whole lot of plot, but you've got so much time to go through a plot in between these sex scenes that you'd think you'd come up with good reasons for the sex mm-hmm. but in reality like if you think about ghoul sex squad and you think about that first sex scene with the uh you know the the priest and the uh zombie girl or the vampire girl if you think about it would the movie have been hindered whatsoever if that was cut out like, not at all mm-hmm. you know it has nothing to do with the plot at you know any kind of like uh, it never is referenced again in the movie uh the only other thing that's ever said is like one other guy is like boy i sure would like to have sex with a female ghost or whatever you know it's like (laughs) gee whiz i I sure wish i could have sex with a female ghost i'm like what the why would you even think that but yeah so i mean it has nothing to do with the movie but you've got 15 minutes to set up the next one yeah it's kind of sad (laughs) <laughs> and uh yeah so on on a on a on a final note from me here you know several shots of uh, hairy pussies and balls later we you know we we see the slow-mo hoppy vampire rampage uh, very briefly and you know it's hardly scary and there's no action or, or events of any kind here i mean they got one acrobatic fella to do a flip or two and uh, but it's 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 nothing. There's no cool action directing a la Mr. Vampire here, obviously. And uh, and and it seems like these actors portraying the vampires were kind of left to their own devices to make up movements on their own during the final attack because it, it fucking looks like they're dancing while they're flailing their arms again. The robots doing the robots. Yes. <laughs> Uh, which is fun to think of, fun to kind of look at, but um, they're, they're, uh, this gotta end now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like well. I mean, it's uh, it, you know, he the vampires that the Taoist priest fucks, they're they're dead. The movie's <laughs> dead. It hops to life ever so slightly in like one or two scenes. Yeah, but so it, it's uh, it, it it's it, it's nothing. It's yeah. uh, what I recommend it to like mind just to have you yeah. know, maybe we can have a convo about this and, and perhaps this is the extent of the 
share process for me and maybe this is like the the the, the final say on ghoul sex squad i wouldn't i will never find anyone again to talk to about this <laughs> and, and that's probably a good thing <laughs> i needed it out there and now it's we can bury it forever i guess <laughs> i would say um as far as like final thoughts you know i mean i don't hate the movie for sure i've seen worse yeah I don't possibly probably even seen worse pornography i'm not sure but uh it's uh yeah, like you said, like you said, it's really just kind of more about the experience, I guess, and everything like that. It, it's one of those movies. I think we were talking about on Facebook, and I know we both kind of feel the same way. Where it's like you watched it, but you know, you're glad you watched it, even though it's a bad movie, mm, even though it's not, you know, sexy whatsoever. You're glad that you watched it, and it's something that you can kind of, you know, talk about and everything like that with other people, and just say, boy, you know, movies get weird. <laughs> they do. Yeah, and uh, we are kind of genre fans in this regard as well. Mm-hmm. Of you know, B movies, cult movies, to to be uh, simple about it. Uh, right. So this is not out of our you know ballpark, if you will. And it's not mm-hmm. uh, it's not uncommon territory, really. Even if it's not frequent territory, um, it's definitely not for me. Although I have pursued and seen these examples we talked about at the beginning of the show, a trilogy mm-hmm. of lust and what have you, which is uh, you know overall a far better movie far better movie it's an actual movie with a you know a drama and a plot mm. and all of that so what? it's not wafer thin yes emotional <laughs> fisting buddy emotional fisting um so yeah but uh, you know good on you if you want to if you want to pursue this listeners uh, uh please let us know what you what, yes. what you thought i would love for more views on this but uh but i guess for now this is uh we, we we leave the ghoul sex squad behind and uh, and go into mind fuck. <laughs> but maybe this was kind of a mind fuck, but now we're going into the actual mind fuck movie, the movie mind fuck the movie coming soon. <laughs> Welcome back to the second review here in the Tidy Whitey Theater, and uh, it's uh, it's us. Uh, we don't have our smoking jackets on. We never did, so it was never classy. And uh, they, if they were on, they're now off because we are going to review Mindfuck from the same director, and, and uh, it's officially called that. It's actually the print is actually has the English title Mindfuck. Uh, that no, surprised I... me because it just screamed like retitle. Yeah, but uh, you know, if you're gonna produce on the fringe, then you might as well be profane about it yeah. too. So uh, there you go. And its uh, IMDb date is 1990. Again, no confirmation of that, but it seemed produced at the same time, roughly. Uh, it didn't seem like it was, you know, miles, miles away from the production year of the Ghoul Sex Squad. No. So, uh, I mean, it's not like this is the 70s uh, and uh, Ghoul Sex Squad was the 2000s or anything like that. I think they're fairly close uh, uh, fairly close in that regard. 
Uh, but uh, okay, plot taken from there was an actual review of this from Evil Six 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 review on IMDb. That guy, uh, actually, that dude, uh, I don't know who he is, but I've read a lot of his reviews in the past. He, he reviews a lot of crazy stuff on IMDb, and he's usually like the only person to have reviewed it in the past. <laughs> Good so, man. Yeah, check him out. All right on. Uh, so his plot summary is a bumbling ninja slash thief unwittingly lets loose a dangerous curse when robbing a wealthy man's crib <laughs> uh, Turl which is uh, one of the characters the, uh, the husband character uh, I, I'm not convinced these are the actual Chinese names it's like very odd like, or, or the, the, the wife was Mura and uh, Turl is the <laughs> husband but anyway th- th- that's what's in the subtitles we're going with that he employs a black magic sorcerer which looks like the same actor playing the corpse transporter in Ghoul Sex Squad think anyway uh, he employs a black magic sorcerer to try to contain and control the hex for his own nefarious purposes while Turl's wife Mura is recruited by a monk to help stop the spread of the curse. None of this I understood. In the Me movie. neither. Was, I'm like, what, really? <laughs> but uh, towards the end, what, what I understood and what's in the summary as well, the wife gets in the way of Turl's plan. Turl's plan and hatches a successful scheme to have her off. But dot dot dot, and uh, we'll discuss that, I guess. All right. <laughs> was this a mindfuck? This was definitely a mind fuck. You've got a movie that makes as much sense as many of Godfrey Ho's productions. You know, his worst ones, like, I don't know if it's an editing issue or what have you, but yeah, I definitely had had problems staying on point with this one and keeping up with the plot as it moved along. Yeah, uh, yeah I agree. And uh, But uh, having said that, for me anyway, it is better. <laughs> it, it is longer, 85 minutes. It's more energetic. Oh, yeah. It's still uncut, obviously, triple X. Uh, mm. Even if not, you know, good, it has lots of more rewatchable memories compared to Ghoul Sex Squad, in particular towards the end, where <laughs> where it seems like the director, you know, goes from, you know, does a 100% turnaround in skill. But mm-hmm. we, we're still talking low end of the scale here. So Right. Yeah, there's more special effects, certainly, towards the end, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. Kind of gruesome as well. So uh, they they oh, they, yeah. they had they had some department of some kind, I guess. <laughs> um, or somebody started working with them that was kind of had an idea. You gotta do something, dude. <laughs> you know <laughs> why? I'm content with shooting everything in slow mo. <laughs> no, can't do that. <laughs> All right. But um, so what they inject also therefore is uh, not a large but a supporting character comedic angle obviously of a ninja slash thief and, and you get a suiting up sequence at the very beginning of the film for a supporting and comedic character you know the thief slash ninja probably set to stolen music from somewhere right i, I, I don't recognize it but you know probably Sounds from good. yeah exactly maybe from some b action from america or some uh some some italian movie <laughs> some italian western who knows and <laughs> And it, it, it it's it's already way more energetic than Ghoul Sex Squad. Looking yeah. at his exploits, uh, trying to steal whatever he wanted to steal, and uh, and therefore uh, and therefore we get uh, bowel movement, humor. <laughs> because when in doubt, 
you you turn to that, and the, yeah. and, and the setup of this closet scene is uh, that the thief can't stop farting during the break-in because he eats like a bean curd. And uh, and we get the brilliant subtitle. I'm farting up a cyclone here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, classic moment in cinema history, right there. And it was kind of like, okay, yeah, yeah he fought it. Not yeah, he your fought, traditional. Yeah, he it. Not your traditional fart noises either. No, exactly. Like, he fought it again. Bonk. Okay. <laughs> again. Okay. <laughs> You know, kind of like you're cursing itself, you know, you can't stop farting, but... Um, yeah. <laughs> having said that, it's not annoying. It it definitely brought a smile to my face when having that subtitle in between them. Exactly. And, uh, and one of the genuinely funny moments is that he, uh, there's a pratfall moment when he tries to swing on whatever it was, uh, not a chandelier or anything, and uh, that fails, so he blasts himself for using ninja techniques, you know. <laughs> You know, they're no good right now, and you stop trying to boast. <laughs> exactly. No one is impressed by you. Essentially, that's what he's saying. Uh, and that was kind of akin to Clever in my book. Right. You know? Yeah, that whole scene kind of makes you wish that that character was in the movie more, mm-hmm. you know? Because he actually does bring something lively to the movie, you know? Mm-hmm. When you get bogged down later on and all the drama and stuff like that, you just kind of like, man... Where's the cyclone dude at? <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm thinking. But they, they, they gave us the sex early. I mean, mm-hmm. s- some people came for sex. Some audience members might have known the deal here. Uh, regardless, they gave us that early. And what I forgot to mention in the Ghoul Sex Squad review is they, they all set these grungy sex scenes to classical Chinese um, uh, musical instrument of a score, you know, the standard stuff, you know, and uh, <laughs> and it's funny in the oral sex scene that we talked about when he eats the woman out. They, it's a slow scene and they fucking play it fast, you know. It's like the composers want this to be over with, you know, and then, <laughs> you know, and then they start it again, and he's still going at it slow, like the caring lover who is, he is, and 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 that score doesn't necessarily travel to this movie as such but it it started to be really annoying you know <laughs> the, the way score was used you know uh, you know yeah. Yeah, i know you have to have some bit of score right there but uh uh but thankfully uh, they do change it up a little bit more than in the first movie you know <laughs> and barely yes yeah, but, and and more scenes uh as the you brought up this point, obviously, in the first review. More scenes are definitely conceivable as, you know, yeah. e- easy, that they can easily be re-edited into softcore. Yeah. Because uh, they they they, they uh, place stuff strategically, you know, to avoid right. any view of uh, pubic hair or genitalia overall, you know. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's one of those instances where they were like, okay, let's shoot it like this so that we can you know, insert it for the places that we can sell it in a, as pornography and sell it as, uh, you know, triple X or whatever, sell it with uh, the penetration and, you know, for the places that we can't, we'll keep it like this and we'll get lots of shots of you dry humping. You know, I, I don't know if it was done mm-hmm. like that, like intentionally, or if they told the actors, hey, this is soft gore, you know, we're going to shoot it like this. And then later on went back and just cut in some hardcore shots, you know, with some of those, you know, but. Yeah, it seemed. I mean, I mean, they're not insertions from from 
somewhere else, even though they they yeah. do look very much inserted though. But uh, I, I <laughs> it was kind of bugged me again. They, they, this is honest. They, they, this is the human body at all, and all. But it always bugged me that they cut into you know the, sh- the shots of penetration and uh, the camera is so fucking close. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know you get like balls going up and down, hairy balls and hairy <laughs> hairy vaginas. You know, come on, I. I know how it works. I know it's honest, but yeah, a little distance, please. This isn't a science class, right? <laughs> <laughs> Give me something here, you know. I'd like to be able to see the people, you know, or whatever. I mean, <laughs> otherwise, it's just it becomes so almost abstract, you know. There's something right. going up and down. Okay, they're all fucking okay. <laughs> and then, and then, you know, the thing about them is, I don't really mind hair, you know, on people or whatever, you know. That really doesn't mind me. 70s pornos, you know, A-OK or whatever. But mm. it's like the the shape of the VHS dupes that this is based upon do not do, like, you know, the footage any, you know, favors. So it just it looks like they're dirty and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> really, it, looks, it just kind of looks grotesque down there <laughs> when you get these extreme close-ups on genitalia. You're just like, Ugh, you know, everything's <laughs> yellowish and brown and like, oh, God. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, I agree. I, agree. I couldn't verbalize it, I think, but that's a good point, actually. Yeah, that's probably what I thought as well. Yeah. <laughs> not, very, not very sexy at all. There's nothing sexy in these movies, but it's it 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 is also mentioned that it does have a hopping vampire, but only one, because this is more of a ghost revenge movie, Uh, maybe two, you know. (laughs) But uh, the one that is in the movie actually has, you know, I I know I'm looking at deeply, but they did they in the first movie the sound design for the vampires were really crap, you know. Whatever they move, you know. Here they have better sound design for the vampire. The familiar, you know, sounds that we hear in these movies when they move about and all of that. So I mean, good, good, good on you. You're, you're matching a level, and and the costumes again are, are you know, they're there. They seem authentic. You know, the basic sets are. You've seen that in tons of action movies as well. You know, no, there, there, there was never shortage, I guess, in the industry of these sets and these costumes. Or mm-hmm. and they, they can borrow them from some other production rather than manufacture them themselves. Or to to be really fair, to not giving them the benefit of the doubt, these uh, filmmakers in Asia were probably very apt at whipping these sets up and uh, making the costumes uh, quick, cheaply, you know, uh, due to experience. Yeah. So uh, so who knows? I mean, it looks at points, you know, not uh, shoddy in uh, in 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 that regard. Yeah, some of the. Uh like the yin yang stuff and like all those little set, uh, sets and everything that are in the movie you know they really look good you know it almost looks like something you'd see in like born invincible or something mm-hmm. you know it it looks good and, i I, n- I never thought i'd hear a day where the filmmakers <laughs> of born invincible would be mentioned in the same fucking sentence in the same section <laughs> Yeah, of a review of a hardcore porn movie. My my <laughs> life is complete. <laughs> there you go. It's all good. Yeah. But it, it does look... It looks professional, even if it doesn't seem professional. <laughs> yeah, you can always capture it with the camera, I guess, and get the minute mm-hmm. feeling of... Yeah, that, that seems... You know, I, I, I can't see, you know their jeans underneath their, you know, clothing, you know, their period clothing or anything. So, uh, uh, yeah, thumbs up, kind of. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I hate to give it to him, but dang it, okay. <laughs> it's actually more of a dramatic film or more melodrama mm-hmm. in here because the wife is, you know, really really hurt and emotional about the husband being away and when he finally arrives they have sex and all is great but then he has that nefarious plan and all of that that I didn't get uh, of course but uh, <laughs> like, there, there, there's a uh, like I, I thought like the fucking the, the who is the black magic uh, sorcerer you know the guy from Google mm-hmm. Sex Squad was the good guy but then he brings in one of the ceremonies involving her he brings down like goblins from hell which are really yeah oddly painted uh, um, actors, you know. Um, obviously, hell creatures can be goofy in their appearance, but they don't look scary at all. I had, I, I thought they were doing something good for her, but I guess they weren't. But, um, but, but I, I don't know. I don't uh, know either. <laughs> but it, I do know it was kind of cool, I guess. I don't know. I liked the characters. I thought they looked cool. Like the... Yeah. And, and, and the Taoist priest did like the familiar like movements and shit at the altar. You know, it kind of is resembling something now. <laughs> you know, he, he does something. He doesn't fuck any dead ones in this one. You know, uh, unfortunately. So, yeah. uh, and and uh, it seems again to want to uh, get uh, out of a setup, which is hardly affecting, uh, and and then it becomes hard to follow as well. But on padding you know it seems this time they don't hop uh, they don't hop <laughs> yeah they don't but they, they don't pad with hopping and slow motion but they pad with sex this time around yeah uh, it's 85 minutes the dual sex squad was uh, 71 and uh but 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 on slow mo <laughs> what the fuck was up with the moment two moments where the girl was whipping her hair back and forth in slow motion what was up with that <laughs> I can't understand anything in this movie. I whip my hair back. I whip my hair back. <laughs> oh yeah. Now we're friggin' referencing. What's that? You know, you know, it. fucking yeah. Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> Gonna get smacked around there with, uh, you know, with the other side of the hand by Will Smith now. You know. <laughs> uh, but but uh, you know that's not sexy. You know. No. Is this not sexy when I whip my hair back like this? <laughs> Do you like that? Not not Shoot, really. Motion. <laughs> Gotta pat it. So I don't know, uh, and again, you know, <laughs> my, my note—I know repeating again the aspect of cutting into extreme close-up during the penetration. But you know, I—I I was amused by my note here. So you know, don't prepare us or anything for the close-up of the penetration shot. <laughs> Jump right in. <laughs> and uh, and uh, wow, we got a stylish moment in this movie as well. Cal- your kaleidoscope or kale- how, how the fuck do you pronounce kaleidoscope. that? Kaleidoscope. Kaleidoscope was shot of flowers. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love in the air. <laughs> they went to that like two or three times during uh, like a sex scene, right? Yep. Yeah. Why? <laughs> I know. I know. King Who referenced Jess Franco in that regard. Do you know if Jess Franco had a thing for those kind of shots? I could see, see Franco doing that. Um, I'm really not a big fan of his work. Uh, I've seen a couple of movies that I did end up. Is this the director of uh, Vampiros Lesbos? Lesbos, yeah. yeah. And um, the Living. Didn't he do the Living Dead Girl? Uh, now I'm sounding like an idiot. We do a mind fuck. Nothing. Nothing can be <laughs> saved. I don't know. <laughs> but but yeah, that's like ooh style and yeah. so, some budget and later on some effects. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, the, the movies do, you know. 
it's not hard to sit through them. They're not the you know the slowest movies in the world, but th- th- this one is slow with its minor plot intentions that we that we can't figure out. You know, it it's uh, it likes its audience friendly intentions or audience friendly intentions in intent. You know, the sex it likes that more. But thankfully, thankfully, some outrageous supernatural stuff will come that kind of surprise me. Because uh, the uh, narration mm. says that evil is coming and. Uh, and uh, <laughs> on that note, I, I mean, it's very disgusting that I'm amused by my own notes, but uh, screw you guys. You know, na- nar- I'm going to read verbatim here. Narration says an evil is coming, but hey, take a bath in the meantime. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and the, the narration talks of like those pure in spirit are infected by the hex, which kind of sounds scary. But then that bath and shower scene apparently had a spirit and cleansing purpose too, you know. Ooh, there's purpose for the TNA. Oh. Yay! <laughs> but, <laughs> they, they did something with the plot. But it, how she was infected, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. But, uh, but what do you think when the? Obviously, we we don't care if the spoilers here. So, what do you think of the plot intentions when she dies and all of that? When that happens, when she's poisoned in that gruesome way, what what did you think of that? You have got me. <laughs> I was like so perplexed when she comes back as a ghost shortly after dying. Uh, it's a really gruesome death if you think about it, because she yeah. she's poisoned and she her, she loses her hair and, and like she mm-hmm. tears her face off. And I, I I'm sorry, I, I gotta say it. It's a pretty convincing effect to me. Yeah. Oh yeah, most definitely. It's a. It's it's similar to for those listening at home. It's similar to the death. Uh, in Poltergeist, well, it's not death actually. The gentleman's like uh, dreaming or whatever with a yeah, guy. Yeah, the mirror shot. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's not. It doesn't go that far where she was like she'd be deconstructing her bones and stuff. But mm. she does like uh, her hair starts falling out like almost instantaneously after you know taking this uh, drug or what have you. Uh, she sits there and her hair starts falling out, and then she sits there and grabs at her cheeks and rips her cheeks off. And yeah, yeah, it is really gruesome. It's like, wow, how did they? I don't even know how they did that without it being uh, noticeable or, you know, just lame. Mm-hmm. It actually came out really well. Yeah, because they don't. Uh, yeah, it just comes off, uh, right. which is uh, uh, seems more realistic. So, mm-hmm. uh, I, I really like that. I mean, I, and 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 the revenge angle. I mean, it's the best part of the movie. Obviously, I I, you know, my, my I, I woke up. Obviously, I didn't sleep through it, but I, I did wake up, and and it, it worked for. I mean, we got a we got a mini movie within the movie, kind of. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it 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 worked. I mean, there's comeuppance for bad characters. You know, there's uh, you you've seen this before, but go there's a scene where she impersonates his uh, the husband's lover, and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, the husband sees his dead wife yeah. in her and starts strangling her, but in fact he is strangling his. Uh, his other lover. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, and and that, to be honest, that that's rubber shilling stuff, you know. But revenge is, you know, you did that shit to me. You, you know, I'm gonna get it. <laughs> You're gonna get it. Yeah. Now. Some of that stuff is, you know, like the latter part of this. It is. They are creepy ideas, mm-hmm. you know. And I do kind of commend them for that. That it actually is fairly decent. Like you said, there. Like especially the wife. Like there's that scene. Or I believe she's like talking to her husband. I'm trying to remember what she says, but she's outside of a window, and she's like, "My body is cold. Uh, my body is cold." Talking to uh, Turl or what have you. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's pretty creepy stuff. 
you know, especially for this movie, after all that, uh, all those close-ups of genitalia. Yeah. <laughs> and they, uh, I'm looking at my notes again here. I think this was the order it uh, played uh, played in here because I think that scene happens where Charles strangles his uh, lover, and mm-hmm. then we cut to. Uh, the oral sex. <laughs> yeah. And as I said beforehand, all I can think of in my head was I, I would love to have the voice of Eric Idol from Monty Python to be the transitional voice. You know, meanwhile, the oral sex. <laughs> <laughs> because because they, they do, even in the midst of body horror and what have you, there's still hardcore sex here. And, uh, and obviously very, very hardcore oral sex as well. It's not faked. Definitely not. Uh, but but between living people characters in the still, <laughs> it, it, it didn't grab like the, the this was a male a male vampire early in the movie, but it didn't grab that towards the end. You're fake. You're gonna get away from me. No. <laughs> what a mind fuck. <laughs> what a mind. <laughs> Which is kind of how the movie ends. I I can't remember what why what happened with the thief towards the end. Who actually the the thief to explain. Uh, the ghost seeks out the thief, so the thief actually assists on the revenge and all that. But yeah. wh- what was he running away from again? Then and ended the movie on that. Like, what? What a mind fuck! It was like what happened was I, this is really freaking weird. Okay, uh, they he and the ghost sit there and slam. Uh, I forget who it was. Somebody's head into the wall, and there's blood gushes out. I think it was like the um, either the husband or maybe like uh whatever but uh yeah then it cuts to a strange shot of a um man and a woman holding embracing naked and like they're twirling and it it happens like briefly you got to pay attention and then immediately Why? it cuts huh <laughs> Why i mean do you yeah, have to I mean, pay attention <laughs> you don't have to, let's say that yeah so you immediately cut from that this is the final shot folks but why you know really come on what are we spoiling here? And uh, <laughs> so it cuts from there to the gentleman, uh, the martial arts, ninja, thief, whatever. Cuts to him walking down a dark street, and he's hollering, uh, Woman! Woman! You won't believe it! I fought the devil tonight! And uh, as he's yelling this, he goes through his house, and goes and he goes to get in his bed, and he pulls the covers back, and then... The woman, who I assume is his wife, turns it over, and she's a vampire monster. <laughs> and, like, looks at him and goes, Arr! And then he goes, Oh, what a mind fuck! <laughs> end of the movie. <laughs> I can't believe I forgot that. I, 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 I guess it was just overload, because it's a great ending. <laughs> right, yeah, and it has nothing to do with anything that has happened whatsoever. We never knew his wife. We never knew the woman, you know, if it wasn't his wife. We don't know anything about this guy because he's only at the beginning of the movie and he pops in like one other time in the midst of it and then he's there at the end. Mm-hmm. It, it's all just so confusing. But it's a great Wong Jing type of uh, ending too, uh, but both in terms of uh, lacking logic, but you know, uh, to end it, you know, on a freeze frame, on a on a jump, on a yeah. on a line, you know, wow. <laughs> Uh, so uh, yeah, but it, it is better. It's it, but but both movies are fun to speak of. But my, you know, with a gun to my head, I would definitely revisit Mindfuck uh, rather than Good Sex Squad because there, there are better things here. Um, eventually, you know. Yeah. 
Uh, but uh, these are these are not special movies, but uh, oh, they're that, special. <laughs> they're, they're they're they are special in their own way, and it's special to have this uh, this coverage done now. I I, I I feel no shame because I have no shame, but uh, I rather feel amusement that yeah. it's going to be a podcast eventually. <laughs> when you when you hear this, there is a podcast, obviously, but for us, there's going to be a podcast eventually covering mm-hmm. these two movies and. Uh, and and we and we're not done either. I mean, they're, they're at least a trilogy of last movies uh, uh, we, we'll cover because they 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 are from that category three era and uh, and had and has that you know added value of being uh, being really uncut <laughs> in yeah. other territories. Uh, second one isn't, and 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 I connect the second one to to a to a scene in uh, Mindfuck. Uh, Mindfuck actually, or rather, kind of the scene that made me the most uncomfortable. Again, the context I don't care about at this point. But a woman p- pleasures herself with like a stick or a long paintbrush totally or like a back that. scratcher or you know. So so go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, you got me, man. It's, it's some kind of long wooden. No, I don't know how to describe it. Like giant chopsticks or something. But, like, <laughs> but yeah, she ends up. It's yeah. not a period, like an old, old, old time period dildo or anything. You know, it looks no. like a stick. No, this thing, a little, you know what it looks like? It looks like a drumstick, mm-hmm. but maybe a little bit thicker. <laughs> Jeez. So, yeah, she sits there and uh, we get the full uh, the full Monty. We see the whole thing. She... Yep, it's not faked. Yeah. Uh, even though she, she's not doing it to hurt herself or anything like that. Yeah, uh, she doesn't but... go far. Oh, this is so gross. But, yeah, she doesn't go very far in. <laughs> You know, so. But but uh, I think it's Turl that peeps her, and that leads to whipping of uh, Turl. So you got uh, you got whipping here as well. Uh, this is an aggressive woman. Uh, obviously, uh, pleasuring herself that way means she can be yes. aggressive. So uh, that obviously was very plot related, as you understand, uh, listeners. <laughs> you gotta have a scene because it says a whole lot about communist China. Maybe. Is anyone yeah. listening? <laughs> talking about the handover. And, and the crew is looking looking complex, and all you hear, <laughs> and all you hear is crickets. You know? I thought this woman was whipping this dude's penis. I, I didn't know. Oh, okay. But, but, but connection to Trilogy of Lust 2, which is not hardcore, although it fucking pushes it. Uh, there's a scene where um, a male character uh, is in like a room and is turned on by that strange room. And mm-hmm. pleasures himself using a hairbrush or a comb, but not that part of the comb or hairbrush, the handle. <laughs> and it's seen that goes on really fucking long, and it's uh, <laughs> it's something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you never saw that actually. And Trilogy of Lust, I guess, is the movies that on, on Julie Lee's behalf, uh, because she, she was kind of behind the scenes on on both movies. She apparently wanted to push. Limits. I mean, there's a really horrible rape scene in it. Uh, still, obviously not. Uh, it's still soft core, but a really tough rape scene in it. Uh, uh, Elvis Choi is in it briefly. Uh, he, his main scene is kind of where his character in most has a mask in his main scene. So I don't think it's Elvis uh, for large part of the mm. scene. He only appears in a bar, and then there's some weird sex scene in a park or something like that. I think he dies too. I think. Uh, but we'll we'll get to that. But 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 unless you had any other. Uh, notes on Mindfuck, I want to announce the next Tyler Whitey Theater. No, I'm good. Okay, I'm good. I don't want to go there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, we mentioned uh, 
broom handle thing or whatever, yeah. and we mentioned the uh, guy getting his penis whipped by that woman. So I figure we're good. Yeah, all the hair and all of that. We mentioned oh, that as well. So. Yeah. Uh, we've seen too much, but uh, next time... Uh, you know, the Tidy Whitey Theater presents me with the opportunity to choose uh, randomly. Uh, it's not a set uh, agenda, a through line for these movies, but, but uh, for, for the choices, you know, overall. But uh, each uh, pick has to have something to do with uh, one another. And uh, I picked the uh, Girls from China and China Dolls for next episode. And it's on the theme of mainland immigrants coming to Hong Kong for mostly downbeat, pessimistic adventures. Uh, Girls from China was the movie that Eastern Heroes in the UK retitled on VHS to Whores from China <laughs> in a j- brilliant move and uh, China Dolls stars uh, Amy Yip and uh, Lam Ching Ying appears in a supporting role uh, as a like a kind cop I think so it's not like it's a bow chicka bow movie for uh, Lam yeah. Ching Ying or anything <laughs> um, and and uh, like the, these hostess movies and these uh, uh, mainland immigrant movies coming to Hong Kong to be uh, prostitutes. I mean, th- th- this was mainstream fodder as well. You know, you had mainstream dramas uh, starring mainstream actors, you know, like uh, Girls Without Tomorrow stars Maggie Cheung, uh, Moonstar and Sun, she's in as well with uh, Dodo Sheng and Sherry uh, uh, Chung. Uh, but, you know, when the Category 3 rating came into play, you know, it, uh, this storyline obviously has an adults-only factor uh, within it. And uh, they utilized the rating to be explicit about it uh, and, and still try, anyway, to tell a story. China Dolls, I remember, was serious. Girls from China, possibly uh, uh, one of those uh, uh, schizophrenic uh, Hong Kong movies, you know, that is both wacky and uh, kind of low and pessimistic and all over the place. Uh, I have no firm memories, or firm memories of both, actually. So uh, uh, it, it'll be it'll be our next tidy whitey theater. Girls from China and China dolls, and one of the rare Amy Yip uh, lead roles, I guess, and and dramatic uh, to to boot. So um, uh, she did a few, like uh, Queen of Underworld was one of her, like uh, she plays a yeah Queen of Underworld. I mean, she she plays a boy, a gangster boss. Uh, so maybe we'll look at that someday at, uh, during some other show because that, as nasty as Queen of Underworld is, it's not a Category 3 movie. But it, that, that, that one pushes it as well. Quite violent, uh, I think it was the main, uh, main point of that movie. So, But, but anyway, that's, that's next time. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll sign off this. Uh, you know, I, I, I had kind of, you know, on a personal note, I had kind of high hopes for this episode. I wanted it to go well. I wanted this discussion to be well. I want us to hit the points. Points. Mm. Points. I said points. Uh, points. <laughs> I, I, I also said firm a while ago. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but I wanted this to come out well. Uh, it's just innuendos all over the place now. now but yeah. but you, I, I wanted it to be a fun discussion. And it certainly was. And I think we gave it our honest... Uh, gave it the movies our honest uh, you know honest opinion on it and our honest take on it as well so uh, mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm pleased uh, with the way it came out i'm, I'm gonna shout out now <laughs> I'm a, it's such a filthy <laughs> filthy mind space headspace right now so uh, <laughs> this has been the the show where this uh, goes on all the filth uh, this week in sleaze on the podcast on fire network and the website podcastonfire.com email contact podcastonfire at googlemail.com Past members can still browse the forum, podcastonfire.com forward slash forum with the members only archive. And they also have the bonus episodes on the website, all exclusively 
on the website only, no iTunes or Stitcher for the bonus episodes, including our boner episodes. Don't whoa, those won't go up on iTunes or Stitcher. They don't belong there. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, on Facebook, uh, we have our main page, facebook.com forward slash POF network and our, uh, our discussion group, our growing discussion group uh, that you can reach by typing in podcast on fire network in the Facebook search box and we'll add you after your request to be added and follow us and follow Stu obviously on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash podcast on fire. And uh, again, I do my writing on SoGoodReviews.com and SleazyKVideo.com. Latest review at the time of recording, Golden Ninja Warrior. Which is kind of filthy Golden too. Ninja Golden Ninja Warrior. Golden Ninja Warrior. It's straight from that convo between uh, Philip Coe and uh, Richard Harrison in the Ninja Terminator. You know, <laughs> It's that kind of tone that he, uh, that he has, uh, Philip Coe. And especially, I've learned that verbatim because they did, did you ever see that remix uh, uh, remix of that phone call combined with the theme song to Thomas the Tank Engine? oh yes you know, like all, I have to ever. reform the ninja the empire. empire that's why I took away the golden ninja warrior <laughs> a golden ninja warrior I want steam crabs <laughs> 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 and that'll be our theme song for IFT on fire eventually. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, and follow me as well on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash so good reviews. Follow the podcast on Fire Network on iTunes. Subscribe and uh, leave us a rating and comment if you like the show. If you have any complaints about any show, I think this will be the show that will receive most complaints. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm still kind of proud of it. So that's just me and uh, stream us on stitcher as well download the application to your computer or to your smartphone and uh, once you're in there type in podcast on fire network and you can add each show individually check out king who's blog bullets of a chinatown in the mood for guilo.blogspot.com and we'll link to the relevant triple uh, x posts that he puts up as well because he obviously has no shame uh, either which is uh, i'm still glad that uh, it's still in that mind space, you know. It's not about that stuff. <laughs> and uh, shelflikeclothing.com is Brian Kirby's uh, t-shirt line and accessories uh, line of movie-related uh, movie, movie related, uh, items and uh, movie-related art and uh, retro art and what have you. So uh, Brian has been very kind to the show and you'll hear his outro in a little bit. And finally, your two endeavors, Joshua. Uh, VariedCelluloid.net and vcinemashow.com, places you can find me. And uh, that's pretty much all you need to know. What would and, Batman uh, say at this point, you know? Don't ever rev you hardcore sex again! <laughs> <laughs> what would Batman do? <laughs> Where are they? <laughs> Where are the drugs? <laughs> what are these hardcore sex movies? I, I gotta watch them now. <laughs> I don't wanna watch it. My parents are dead. <laughs> can always connect Batman and Triple X, I guess. Oh, yeah. In our world, we can Give me yeah. the porn! <laughs> I have to have it! <laughs> if parents can't supply him with it, then he has to yeah. get, him, get it from us, I guess. During the 90s, Bruce Wayne couldn't go you know, buying porn. Everybody knows who he is. Mm-hmm. Batman had to do it. Yep. It's a harsh reality. I'll take a hustler. <laughs> give me a copy of Ben House. smokes. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Oh, I, 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 I bet there's a YouTube video out there because there are people that <laughs> dressed up as Batman going around and bothering people. Yes. So there's probably been something akin to that. Some smokes. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs>
and saying my parents are dead on the way out. <laughs> All right, that gets us neatly out of Triple X and into Batman territory. So I guess that's the time of signing off. Uh, time to sign off. So again, I've been Lisa K, and with me was the great Lord Joshua Rigo. Great Lord, yes. And there he, there he, there he is. All the way somewhere. Yeah, pissing off our guy in the UK. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, see you next time. Hope you, um, you, you're all going to hell with us, by the way, after listening to this episode. You still know that. So see you next time. Bye. <laughs>